Welcome to another episode of Tuzamen. Hi, Tzipi. Hi, Tzili. Hi, Hila. We are here every week, Tuzamen. And today we have somebody we already met once, but she's so exciting that we ask her to <laughs> come back. And Tzili will introduce Hila. The head, the CEO of the foundation of Tel Aviv, Hila Or, Dr. Hila Oren. Hey, Hila. Hi, Hila. Hi, Tzili. Hi, Tzipi. Hi, Tzila. I've been waiting for this meeting for so long. Thank you. Here we are. Hila, you just got back from Canada. What did you learn? Well, to come back from Canada, does, uh, the issue is not Canada. The issue is, as you asked, what do you learn from them? And since we all know the climate in Canada is, how would we say, challenging, um, not when you come in the summer, of course, but at wintertime. So before anything, I learned about public space because this is where my passion is. This is where my interest, I went all over to look at what they're doing. In Toronto, they have a beautiful new initiative called the Bentway. It's just under the, the railroad, not actually rail, the, the highway. Um, it is opened to um, art initiatives. It is just that next to the Fort York, which is where the city is built. And that takes me to what I believe so much. Before anything, when you go to a city, ask, the history, ask the story. What is the DNA of that place? Just like the DNA of Tel Aviv is very specific. When you come to, to Toronto, the DNA is different. And actually I was also in Winnipeg and the um, DNA of that city is even more interesting because if you may, Tilly, um, in Winnipeg, it sits just on the fork, the fork between two rivers. And those two rivers are where the indigenous what we used to call the Indians, but they are the minority and they are the natives that were born there. They used to come there when the um, rivers went down and the, and the area was not flooded and talk about things and mediate and um, bridge for peace on any issue that was there. Now, coming to Winnipeg on 2022, looking at the um, um, Tolerance Museum architectured by Frank Gehry, and understanding that they chose to put this museum right at that place on the fork when indigenous people started meeting. The story of that um, takes you to, to think about my values. But they um, also tell you the part of the story how this community disappeared because of them? They, they did not tell it enough. And this is something that um, is missing there. And this is something the Canadian um, nation is starting to oh. talk to about, to reflect, to challenge, to whatever. It's way, way far from where they should be. Uh, you know, Tilly, that I spent a lot of time in New Zealand and all the time when I was there in Winnipeg, I thought, oh, this is so much like Christchurch. But the thing is that the New Zealanders, um, deal with their uh, Maori's um, uh, natives differently and with much more respect than the Canadians. Coming back to us as Israelis and how do we react to our Palestinians is another question. Mm -hmm. So if you ask me coming back from Canada, what did I learn? First of all, I looked, I observed, and I asked myself a lot, a lot of questions a little bit of analyzing. I don't have yet all the answers, but it's there. 
It's so, still... so you're talking about, for example, how Tel, Tel Aviv can better uh, integrate or share, <laughs> share reality with the Israeli Arabs, let's say, of Jaffa? I'm not yet going into the, what you're saying. Your question is a conclusion. I'm still in the first stage of understanding the connection between climate, um, physical place, um, uh, um, natives and, and people that were born here ages ago and understanding the way we need to bridge it. Now, in order to give you an answer to your question, I need to know better what is exactly now um, on, the, on the hearts of the uh, Arab population in Jaffa. I know the housing issue is a big issue, um, but I think there is more. And in order to give a very, I would say, um, holistic uh, answer, we need to deep dive into the, um, into the details. But still, but this Mila, is Can you please tell us first, what's the, what's the job or what's the goal of the foundation of Tel Aviv? And how do you see that? And where do you want to to take it or how do you want to execute it? How would you like to see the city? Okay. So let's just give, I'll give a little, little background to, to put everything into context. The foundation was founded in 1977 by Cheech, the former mayor, when the city was in a whole different um, uh, situation. When Dizengoff uh, started to be the mayor on 1909, the city was a thousand people. It was one Rothschild Boulevard with a kiosk, like the picture just in back of me. I love to give a big tribute to our um, founders. And in 1977, the situation was still a very challenging one, just four years after um, Yom Kippur War, et cetera, et cetera. So the Jewish nation that was just out of the Holocaust believed they want to um, contribute to the building of the city. Nowadays, 22, we're in a whole different 45, just 45 years later, the city is strong, the country is strong, although we're just after pandemic, and this is something else that we can um, refer to in a little while, how we all feel two years, because Tuzaman has started just into pandemic, and now we already feel we're starting to get out, and the post-trauma can be talked a lot, of, a lot about this, but referring to the foundation, our, our mission or our goal is to take care of the well-being of Tel Avivians and whoever are the citizens of the city and whoever feels that Tel Aviv is my city, that Tel Aviv is their city, whoever commutes every day, whoever used to live here, whoever feels, I think Tilly and Tipi are both Tel Avivian in your heart. That's why I want that Tel Avivian. So but I wanted, you know, since you mentioned that, because I feel that my city is a bit gone, I don't. Tel Aviv. Tipi is still go, walking around with the memory that Tel Aviv never changed. Right. I see that Tel Aviv changed a lot. And uh, we both came from Dizengoff Square. And, you know, I have my memories, but um, the city is taken in a way. So um, the question is, how do you take it by the home. thread? By the rich people? No, but no, no, no. Taken by who? By the by the uh, young people, by high tech people. High tech. Um, and uh, it's very different from where we were, you know, when we grew up. Very different. But Israel is very different. The world is very different. But Tel Aviv is extremely different. 
how do you keep the thread from the DNA through what's going on towards something that you would like to, to execute in the city and still keep the DNA? So as you are saying, first of all, we have to, revert, to remember our benchmark. If we refer to ourselves as a global city, if we're on the same benchmark with New York, Shanghai, Tel Aviv, Paris, um, Sydney, then global cities are changing, all of them. Right. None of the city that I just referred to stayed like it was 100 years ago or even 50 years ago. Having said or that- even three years ago. Exactly. Having said that, we, our mission as the Tel Aviv Foundation is to make sure that first of all, we keep that DNA as you referred as a lighthouse of Israel to the world, right. but also for the communities that are in need and the communities in need are changing all the times because asylum seekers is an issue of the last 10 to 20 years. The artist community is a community that is, need, is in need. It's <laughs> a computer on the, on the different, it will stop. It's okay. It's the okay, computer. this is technology. Hey, hey, hey. Anyhow, um, no, no, no. Yes, I'm, going to, I'm going to ask. <laughs> hold on, hold on. This is so weird. You keep talking. No, we cannot keep talking because we don't to cut it out. All, all at once needed our help and needed our support. They never needed our support as a person. Of course, the organiza organizations needed, but not as people. So um, little business needed our help. Of course, people from Arabs. So this, in the last three years, this is something that the foundation um, tried to support through the mayor's fund. Um, you asked me how did, what is the role of the foundation now? So I started, um, elaborating that the city is strong, economy is strong, but still the city is, is, is in need, any global city. Um, we are supporting, we're actually building the new Tel Aviv Museum. The city did not have a city museum until now about history. So this is a new thing. To renovate the big synagogue in Allenby, it's a very important thing. To um, support the velodrome to support, to build uh, Suzanne Dalal on the second floor, right. to make so many programs. Suzanne Dalal is the, the center. center for the dancing, to dance. For the, exactly, which was needed to be renovated and build the second floor. Numerous projects, you can all see them through our website, whether they are there already or needs to um, have reconstruction or programs. Now, three things very important to say about that. First is 50% of the donations are by Israelis. This is a new change. I'm very proud of it. And when I go overseas to Canada or to the States or to England or to, to Australia, we're actually bringing people to partner with us, but Tel Avivians 
finally took responsibility for themselves. It is the right way to do. Exactly. So this is very important for the foundation. So first thing is 50% from Israelis. Second is the, the city always supports 50% of the whole program. And third thing is we moved from buildings to programs. That means if before we bring, we brought a lot of donations to build buildings, now we feel that our um, mission is to bring yes, more and okay. more programs, food security, asylum seeker support, um, summer camps now that are very much indeed, um, a, a whole program for loneliness, for elderly loneliness, so many things that are really um, in the need. This is where our focus is now. And I feel that the corona, the COVID in, in a way did good to the, the foundation because some donors that were strong got stronger and understood that this is the opportunity to give gifts. How, so do, this, you, how do you choose your projects? Most of them by the need of the city. And what does it mean, the need? The education um, uh, director um, prioritized. Of course, the mayor is the chairman of the foundation. So the, his goals and his policy for the city being chosen and voted by the people. It's not, you know, the mayor doesn't decide upon what he feels like. It's what's the, um, the council of the city decides, the program for the city, and then the, the foundation goes along with that. But sometimes the foundation comes with initiatives. For instance, the um, museum of the city that I told you, or the synagogue, nobody came with that from the city. We offered it as an idea. A donor of us wanted to, supported and the city said yes it's in, it's important enough um to join that so that means for our listeners whether you have an idea and you want to come to us or the opposite we go to the city and, and see what it goes exactly where do you see the city in 10 years so my passion as a city maker is public space. I think we talked about it a little bit yeah. about two years ago when the COVID just started. I remember CP asking me, um, Tzili asking me what, sorry, CP asking me, what do you think will happen with New York? How will the public space and, I, and what will, where will, will cities go? Because the cities were empty. If you remember March, April, May, June, cities were empty. And at the time, and now of course I'm more confident because I see it happen. I believed all the time very strongly in the power of cities. Cities are like organism. They, um, uh, you can refer to their, um, to their place and space, just like a home, you know, where the um, Rabin Square is like the saloon. You have the beach, it's like your uh, porch. You have um, where your, the uh, restaurants is where your kitchen is. You can refer to the city as different place of a, a very big home, but it's upon us city makers and city service servants to make sure that the city adjusts to its residents and to its commuters every time by, by the difference. And that can always happen in the public space. And when I talk about public space, just think of it, think of it as, um, as an equalizer. Just like around the globe, you have an equalizer some people live upstairs in their beautiful um, porches and, and rooftops. Some people, unfortunately, live downstairs, very, very down in their cellars, but where they all can meet in the streets, in the gardens, 
And it's upon us to make sure that the streets and the gardens are very, very functional. Now, when you stroll around, still our gardens are beautiful, but they don't have enough shade and they are not functional enough. You don't have enough seats. You don't have enough tables. Once you sit there, you never have a place to wire, to connect with your commuter, with your computer. You don't have enough light on top, Wi-Fi, restrooms. It's upon us at the foundation now to make sure that we have like little saloons and little offices all in the public space. So whoever wants to come out of his apartment and is not privileged enough can feel very um, secure and happy and get the, op the opportunity to meet people, not just to stroll. When you go in the street, you see people. It doesn't, meet, matter, it doesn't mean that you already meet them. Once you sit down, you plug your computer, you start talking to somebody else, then you already start to meet someone. And those meetings that um, some of them will be coincidental, but some will be really prepared. If you'll have an app that you know that you can um, 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 check, connect with somebody. Exactly, connect with someone and make sure that that place is reserved for you for that hour or something, then you already can meet out there. And I think those meetings is what we call the pandemic that is after the pandemic. The loneliness of people at all ages, whether they're young or they're old, is now very, very present. <laughs> and we have to make sure that um, this loneliness will be avoided by these meetings. Now, when I went to Canada over there, you really felt people don't go out yet. Some of my meetings and offices were the first time people came to their office. In Tel Aviv, we don't feel it because we're already out there. But in Canada, it's still there. And I see it, you know, I, I feel it in my body. People are very lonely. They don't talk about it, but they are post-traumatic. Something happened in the last yeah, you know, I feel it also. You're talking about, and I visualize everything, and we spoke about it many times, the way I see cities in the future because of the problems of the weather and all the other problems, like how every city is a huge space covered with glass uh, ceiling and uh, lines of um, staircases and roads that just move slowly and we can sit on benches <laughs> and have coffee and get off and get on and then have zeppelins for the young people going, living in zeppelins and they can just travel with their room to their job go down go up it can be very yeah, but, beautiful but I, I don't yeah I, I'm, I'm not happy to like spoil the party <laughs> but what are you doing everybody's asking it and I know I'm not original that Tel Aviv became one of the most expensive cities in the world well when when something gets expensive you know it's not that somebody is doing it's the free market free market is um, when you have high demand for something, the prices go up. So the high demand is all over the world, first of all. You know that for... Um, so how, but uh, in a way, where is, if there is a vision to make the city again open for young people and people who want to go out and sit, you know, in your free space, what can you do for it? You cannot just blame everything on... Or, you know the economy I'm not blaming I'm, I'm not blaming I'm, I'm explaining a situation and then how are we dealing with how it? can you fight it 
Okay, so what we can do, first of all, is make those functional places I'm saying, and this is what we're doing. We're making a, a whole plan. We're already starting all over. I, I was just um, hosting here, Jeanette Sadikan, who is the transportation commissioner for New York, but she came also to give us some ideas how to um, take, take over some of the streets, open them and just put street benches, chairs, Wi-Fi, all what I just told you, it's not just words. Those are plans. We're getting it budgeted now and you're gonna see it. You're gonna come next year and see it. I actually, yeah. actually hope- And as we mentioned before, as much as it sounds beautiful, it's not always good in New York, you know, what we mentioned. And um, the areas that are covered with this is mainly for tourists and it causes many technical problems for the locals that need to go to work or need to be there. So it's not always that ideal or that's beautifully executed and uh, it's very problematic. So um, we need to find a balance, you know, between how to serve the, the, the residents and how to serve the visitors and how to serve the tourists and keep it okay for everybody which is which is not easy to to Amy, come the up word with. is balance you said it yourself right? you are very very right things are not ideal and you know it looks great on presentations but we have to make sure that the balance is kept now it's all the time about the balance especially in cities especially as they come more and more crowded and this is where it's going to go don't um, lose yourself. I mean, cities are going to be crowded yeah. and they're going to have lots of, uh, not only challenges by that, but also of smell, of noise. We're going to have to take care of right. different um, challenges, but it's all the time upon us, um, civil servants. We have to listen to our residents, understand the new problem every time and find a solution. Now, it's just like us in our body. You know, you're hungry, then you eat you eat you are full and again you have to until you're hungry again etc etc but, but do you think that there is balance between uh, the speed of the rise of the numbers of the people who use the city to the, the speed of making decisions getting the money building and executing because there is never I never that 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 one long process of building and doing it and then very fast process of people coming we're always behind always behind any city in the world is behind because the things that happen happen by the free market and then the ones that need to give solutions and answers are the public sector the, the public sector yeah exactly they are always slower no. public sector mm -hmm. and the municipality is bureaucratic it's a monopole and whoever understands um, economy understands that the Private sector is always more agile, more more quick, um, and gives answers better than the private sector. So sometimes it doesn't meet the needs because by the time you execute it, you already need something else. It's Silly, this is why I chose to be a city maker. And this is why I chose to be always just on the border between the private and the public sector. I never work in the city and I never work in the private sector because I believe that the best answers are right on that borderline between right. these yeah. two zones by the way it's the most frustrating zone and it's not easy and it's always dealing with it because the private sector is always crossed with me and the private and the public sector is always crossed with me as a as a persona because always you know you never give 
that zone or that um, community exactly uh, the, the answers and the tools that they want to. But it's, on the other hand, I feel that this is where the best way you can um, have an impact. So let me, let me come for my little corner for my wishes. Uh, we have a, I wonder if it's possible that you will also initiate in the public space places where uh, Israeli movies will be shown, especially those who are not, uh, you know, the big uh, commercial films that we know that they come to the cinema, but the little high quality, tell small stories. Maybe you can use the public because we have such nice weather most of the year. So people can just come and watch an Israeli movie. I'm sure we can do that. This is one of the most easiest thing. The, the only thing that is that needs here is a little budget, but I'm it's sure so we can also, sorry? It's not so little. Compared to the other talk about compare, exactly. You don't have to build, you know, something. It's at the end of the day, it's uh, it's uh, only a screen. Exactly, <laughs> the screen and, uh, and some seats. It's about using um, places that are already there, even just outside the Sigma Tech in yes, Tel Aviv. There's right. a beautiful square there. Yes, exactly. Yes. So we need to find a partner an Israeli partner or an American or Canadian partner that this is where his passion or her passion is. They want this specific pro project to happen and it will happen. See, um, Tippi, you probably know Little Island in uh, New York. You have movies out there and you have shows out there in the most beautiful. And this was also given by- But to speak about Suzanne Dalal, you know, if you can have a space- You can do for, it on the roof. If, if, yeah, but you can, you can also take out Suzanne Dalal to the- Different sp public spaces that people can watch. Suzanne Dalal is already do they're doing it. Suzanne Dalal is doing it mostly on the folks of dancing because this is where they feel their passion is. So you right. can come that Thursday afternoon and you'll see dancing in the public space. Mm -hmm. No, no, no. You speak about folk that is really folk that dancing. Yeah, of course. In Golden Street. No, not group. folk dancing. Not folk dancing. No, 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 modern yeah. art. Modern ah, art. Oh, really? Okay. Yes, yes. They, they, have, they call it, it's a special project of modern art dancing out there in the, in the, um, in the pavilion, in the pavilion yeah. in the, whatever, in the square. Okay. Mm -hmm. that's, that's but wonderful. always needs to be um, done more. For instance, in, in front of Habima, there's music um, shows because you can hear the music. Habima is the National Theater. The National Theater and the Philharmonic, the National main hall so you have a big 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 space outside that you can you also have a big space in. outside the the opera and come you know the cameras they do the, things all the time right. so do. i invite you if you're in tel aviv this weekend there's a festival of new orleans um of uh, jazz music and there's oh. the the public space there is going to be for three days full with jazz and music for free exactly this is what we do oh um Oh, that's wonderful. You mean the one outside the opera? Yes. Yeah. But these are, you know, I don't want to take credit for that. These are, th these are like um, things that happen once a month. What I'm talking about is making the public space functional and being used every day, not only on special occasions and special festivals. How do you, I don't know even what I'm looking for so much, but you know, for example, I don't know who's responsible, but never mind who's responsible. 
but what was done now with Square Dizengoff, the fact um, that you brought back the almost the past, it's, it's, it's a bit maybe more uh, sophisticated or something, but it has the same feel of the Tel Aviv that we grew up. So the question in all your, most of your programs, you are trying to maintain the values that we grew up in Tel Aviv. That's the combination of the DNA from the beginning to the future. Yeah, the question let, to the future. Let's, talk, let's give, um, elaborate a little bit about this um, example that you talked, uh, Dizing of Square. The issue there is not to maintain the past. The issue is to take this place that was dead because in the beginning, it was a square on, on um, zero um, surface, like on the street surface. And then they built... Um, well, in the beginning, it was the center of Tel Aviv and it's all the cities around it. And they elevated this, the square in order, to, in, in order to allow the, the movement of the cars easier and faster. And by that, they killed the whole activity around the area till it died totally. And then they put it back down and they brought a uh, light. And now back. it's a center That's, again. Yeah. It's let's, let's stop for a minute at what you said, Silly, about when they um, elevated it. This, this was wrong urbanism. Yeah. Whoever made the, um, the planning at the time made a mistake. That can right. happen. Urbanism is to understand that things need to be on the surface, not to elevate them. You need to mm -hmm. see them from one side to the street to others. <laughs> People need to see each other, to meet each other. And cars and buses should not be the kings and the queens of the street. The people should be the one that we um, celebrate them. And this is why when we took it back down and we celebrated the people and not the cars, although what they did here was a nice combination of still cars um, go around um, in a very mellow way, but nice way. That means that still you have a little bit of transportation, but when you go there, whether it's night, morning, whatever, it's with people. It's full with people. And that means this is just like rating on TV. If people are there, that's the rating system. That means the place is, right. is wanted right. and needed. Yes, yes. No, I'm very happy that you have like a long, long run vision. Uh, but going back, I mean, well, I, <coughs> I know, I think that I really should be more careful in uh, resenting in a way the, the architecture change in Tel Aviv, especially on the edge of Tel Aviv, you know, all those huge buildings. Um, but people who it. don't want to come to public spaces, I guess. They have their own pool and their own, you know, um, well, I think, I think part of the whole idea of public spaces is bring people from their private uh, places where people wanted to stay home, to build their own pools, to have their own big screen wall or TV, or to have their own community or their whole group of friends or families celebrating separately. I think it's coming back now. And I think more young people want to be outside more than hiding out there. So why do you say Tel Aviv is not your Tel Aviv anymore? Things have changed. The atmosphere has changed. The quality of people is different, not better or, or worse. And I think also, listen, when we were kids, 
nobody thought that Dizengoff was a neighborhood of people, you know, they were Holocaust survivors. There are people from uh, Arab countries that we all lived together. It was like a small neighborhood on the main street where people got dressed up to go for coffee shops. It was a funny combination. Uh, things changed. People left, people passed away. Younger people came in. And cannot um, really stay. Uh, some can stay, some cannot. Some like go that. crazy in order to stay. Right. Um, the essence of the city, the way we knew it, is gone. You feel it? Gone. Oh, you're she not from Tel Aviv. Let me say something about that. First of all, I think any city, and of course also Tel Aviv, sure. has to refer to its majority. Yeah. Sometimes there is a small community that feels either disconnected or have their own pools or their own resources, but still the majority needs the public space. Public spaces, yeah. Absolutely. And when I talk about it, let me, allow me to take another, uh, another step and not only refer to public spaces, the infrastructure, but the values of it the value of social responsibility, the values of equality, the values of being of one part uh, of one community. Now, if I feel that the city has changed, of course, I was, I mean, my grand, the grandparents of my mother, I always say are um, uh, buried in Tonkeldor, exactly. So uh, my grandmother was at Dizengoff's uh, kindergarten. She was her uh, Ganenet. Wow. Your teacher. Okay, so of course things have changed, but I think things have changed in any city, and to expect them Look, not to change. The way I refer to it is very nostalgic and sentimental way. The way you refer I to it you. because you see what's going on and you refer to this and you serve that, which is a very different story. So, from my personal point of view, I understand. I miss it. It's not there. On the other hand, Thank God you can change and develop and you try to bring it to the best place and to the best level. That's it. So it, I must admit that I'm okay. still, as long as you don't cut the ficus trees, <laughs> I mean it. If you don't cut the ficus tree, I You're think right. it's my Tel Aviv. Not <laughs> we will not cut it because it's a reserve. They are... Um, um, reserved uh, yeah. trees. They're protected. They're protected. Exactly. They're yeah. protected and we won't cut them. Look, we referred to it before. I think the public sector is always a little bit slower than the private sector. So there's all be, there will all be, always be tension. We will never be perfect. It's not a beautiful little apartment that we can fit or our office or a beautiful house that we can fix it, you know, to be state of the art. This is a city and a city is alive, it's kicking, it's, it's streaming. It's, you know, uh, we can put it on a big screen now. Uh, let's see, full screen, so we can give Hila the... No. But I, doesn't matter, everybody knows how we look like. Um, <laughs> she, she can find. I don't know, I don't know what happened. I don't know what she happened. Has, but <laughs> you can always come from here yeah. to there, right? But the thing is that, um, the main thing is that, you know, when I walk in Tel Aviv, I see what used to be. I don't even look at what's there now. Oh, this was this, oh, this was that, oh, this was this. Always the sense of what I remember and how I remember it. And if I want, let's say, to take my kids and tell them and show them, I speak in terms of past and not in terms of, uh, of present. 
but when you're talking about the city, you, you show what's going on and you say, you know, I would like it to look like something that I'm working on, which is a very different story. I don't know what Anyway. Uh, I want to make sure that the well-being of the people here will be at its best. I believe that the city is built from little pocket public spaces, little pockets of well-being. If we'll yeah. make sure that there are lots of pockets all over and people can enjoy them, they'll feel better. By the way, just the, la the last Friday, um, we had the gay parade around the city. Right, right. And it was beautiful to see that people feel they can walk anywhere, do whatever they want anywhere, express their feelings and their loves to whoever they feel. It's, and, and Friday noon, could you believe this happening in Jerusalem? No. So this is a very tolerant city right. that supports talent and technology. And it gives me a good hope. I'm not saying I can sit down and relax and enjoy because there's so much work to be done. But I think there's hope because um, the people that live here believe in the same values I believe in. Hila, tell us, what do you want from Tuzamen in three years? I would love to make, to meet Tuzamen in the public space and okay. feel it, you know, just like three years ago, we asked what will happen. And now I'm, I, I already feel what is happening. I want to feel it and see it and, and photo it as a reality in three years in Suzaman. But we all need, of us. But we need a good Wi-Fi because as you see, we have very problem, many problems. Don't worry, we'll have the perfect Wi-Fi in Tel Aviv. Well, well I will be the first one to be happy if you succeed because it is, I want to tell you something, Tel Aviv, it's so much me and I cannot take Tel Aviv out and I don't want to take it out for me. So it's really in our hearts. The fact that you are taking care of Tel Aviv with your so we'll record Suzaman in the public space somewhere. Suzaman with other people. We'll invite Wonderful. people. Wonderful. Suzaman, it's not only two. It's I know. It's Suzaman. It's right. all together. So, Tilly, thank you so much. Thank you, Ila. And thank, thank you, Ila. And thank you, everybody. Okay. Thank you, everybody. See you, See you next, next week. week. <laughs> bye, Ruby. Kisses. Bye-bye.